just want to hold you. I just want to bring you closer to me. I just want to know you. So when you want to talk, like, crap. Okay, this is a fancy setup. Yeah, whenever you feel. Yeah, because it really takes, like, direct mic, you know, mouth-to-mic conversation. Yeah, because you're comfortable energy. Yeah, man, we out here chilling, man. It's going to be a regular... Look, we don't even have much to talk about since we just did a podcast. Like, we just did the Nipsey shit. So, uh, yeah, man. It's going to be easy. Easy going. We just having a conversation. We just talking like we always talk. Okie dokie. I'm ready. All right. And look, I promise you, in the next two minutes, you're not even going to realize you're still on this podcast. Okay. Are we ready? Are we already recording? We're recording. Oh, <laughs> <Damn>. <laughs> That's what's up. And I want all that shit in there. <laughs> hey, man. We are back. We are being hella consistent. I know. I'm really and, proud. And I really appreciate all our listeners for sticking with us because we, you know, we was on some bullshit, you know, making y'all wait like months and shit for shit. But we're back. We got lives too. And I did not even put my headphones on. So I'm like, why don't I hear anything? <laughs> oh, there we go. I hear my voice down. <laughs> shit. All right, so look, we got a guest today. Mm-hmm. I know y'all been waiting for it because this has just been me. Oh no, last time we had my family on, that's right. those are guests. Yeah, that, that was I had my cousin. I had my nephew, and uh, this time, oh, and before that, we had, we only had one. We only had one, one episode. episode where with no guests. Yeah. All right, so, and that was still good. So. And it was dope because y'all love us, right. or. If you don't love us, don't listen, motherfucker. No, yeah, listen anyway. Like I don't care if you yeah. hate me, listen. Just listen and give us some reviews. Shit. We need mm-hmm. the more reviews, the better, um, the more growth and the more opportunities, you motherfuckers. So mm-hmm. do that shit. Oh, and um, we have a guest today. My homegirl is here. And look, I met this young lady like a few years ago through my homeboy fam who has been on the show. And man, her energy was so like, so magnetic like i loved it i was like oh she is happy than a motherfucker is this real <laughs> it's real than a motherfucker and she's a real person who always had my back i went up to new york i'm like yo i'm out here i ain't never hung out with her before besides that first you know meeting and dude she grabbed me up and was like yo we out here let's go hung out she took then next day we hung out in fort green and it was just so much fun man i'll never forget it like She's such a great person, and I appreciate her. Sada, from Everyday People, is here. How are you doing? I'm good. Thank you. That was such a sweet introduction. And my name means happiness, by the way. Oh. <laughs> oh, wow. So anytime you're not happy, I'm like, live up to your fucking name. Exactly. Get it together. Get exactly. it together. Because <laughs> you know you be mean sometimes. I, I mean, sometimes <laughs> you have to. She this ready. duality. Yo, man, she fiery as fuck. She ready to take off on motherfuckers. <laughs> I'm like a little a chihuahua, though. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very, time. very butt for someone my size. <laughs> Yo, you'll be like just standing there in the audience just watching it. Just like, woo. She is I'm getting ready. more woo-sa, though. I'm getting a That's lot good, more man. Like, you know. control of my emotions. Hey, I used to be that person. I used to be ready to get cracking every time. Like, what? What's happening? Let's go. Now I'm like, I don't care. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's, I started to realize that it's never about me. So like, it's mm-hmm. easier to just like brush everything off when you're like, your issue has nothing to do with me and I'm just going to move on 
<laughs> don't worry about our blood pressure now that exactly <laughs> yeah no for Dude, real we are at that age now we're like <laughs> we have to think about that stuff we have to think about that stuff um so we're gonna get into you for in a second um but let's talk about you know a couple things we just had our uh tribute to nipsey episode and uh it's still very fresh mm-hmm. um you know, I think I just today was the first day I didn't like actually shed a tear. Um, I've definitely cried about it too. Yeah, it's man, and um, I'm thankful to all these listeners who have been um, hitting me up and telling them how how much they enjoyed the episode and how much it touched them, and you know they dug deeper into who Nipsey was after listening. The emotion that they heard from my nephew, my cousin, me, like they felt it. They, you know, many of them told me that the episode had them breaking down. I can't even listen to the fucking episode because when I was when I was pulling out the clip to post on Instagram, God damn, I was like, please nobody come in this room, please nobody come in this room. I'm over here wet. Pause. <laughs> no, no, I was like waterfalls, y'all. So. uh and my nephew was like, yo, why the fuck you post so many so many clips of me? There's other people talking, man. Why, why is it it was going to be like that, though. It's like, because there was moments, Joe, that you was tearing up and, you know, we didn't post that, did we? I know. No, I'm going to post <laughs> I am going to post it, though. Like, we're going to put a couple more clips out just to um, get y'all to, like, pull y'all in and pull those in who haven't listened yet to check it out. Um, <laughs> no more no more clips of Pussy Pup. Pussy Pup. <laughs> Where is Pussy Pup? Pussy Pup is supposed to give me some juice from the what store. What is that's my nephew. Oh. I call him Pussy Pup because his friends named him Cat Dog. So I just, you know, changed it from cat to pussy and dog to pup because he's oh, little. Genius. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, he hates it, but that's all right. He lives here. He doesn't pay rent, so whatever. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right. So on that note, um, damn, I wish I had it pulled up. Did you pull it? Did you? Do you have something? The Kodak Black thing that was said. Oh, oh, his um, his comment of um about Lord London. Yeah, we don't need we don't need a, a quote. Paraphrase, but, paraphrasing it pretty much. He disrespectfully, definitely with the wrong word choice, shot a shot, his shot at Lord London, just um stating that. Oh, I give her a year before um. I can uh, throw my shot pretty much and um, went on to kind of speak about her as a, as an item. You know? And then he said something about her uh, mourning, like, like, yeah, they only knew each other for a little bit. Right. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it shouldn't be that bad of a, a morning. Yeah. Like this, <laughs> I mean, I've, like I, this silly motherfucker. For real. I haven't seen someone canceled that fast in a long time. This actually. silly like little <laughs> This silly little ugly little bitch ass motherfucker, man. Mm-hmm. I'm like, like I've seen celebrities that are hot, like musicians, yeah. but the hood is hot because mm-hmm. you disrespecting like our king. Like, there's people to another on level. His... This man is like a god to us. Mm-hmm. And the more I look at what he's done, I look at what his name means. No, sent by God. Like. Yeah, like I don't, I ain't no religious dude. I'm just saying, like he meant so much, and you gonna even you gonna try to fuck around and say some bullshit? Like we are ready, like we're really ready to. We're in this moment right. We're in this situation in this feeling right now where we're kind of like on edge. Like anybody say anything about right, right. Nipsey right now? 
or anything that has to, you know, anything connected to them, we're ready to mm-hmm. fire off. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, we're trying to be a good representation of him and what he wanted. He was right. tired of the negativity. Mm-hmm. He was really just trying to let shit go. And there's a real good clip of him saying, like, ignore that goofy shit. The goofy shit um, expires anyway. Like, they just going to get rid of themselves. Like, nobody want to hear that shit. So ignore it. Let it die on its own. Mm-hmm. And I would like to. <laughs> this, is, this is when you're like, I just want to be a better man. But at the same time, I want to beat your ass. I mean, it's, people, it's artists under his own label, Atlanta Records, that's like, he needs to be canceled. <laughs> like from yeah. the actual label, like. I saw Ti. Ti spoke up on it. Uh, Tank, Tank did too. Tank, uh, Gilly the Kid, who is y'all probably don't even remember any records that he's ever done because <laughs> he was from back in the day. But he is social media hero, like mm-hmm. Instagram celebrity, because he's hilarious. Um, I have a question. Yeah, I have a question. With people like him, uh, Kodak Black, and like just ignorance. What can we do as a community to like? I don't even say educate, like reprogram someone like that, right. like because I feel like we're so like quick to cancel, which I'm fine with in certain circumstances. But I think as a like as a community, like when someone goes astray or something is wrong, it's like we can't be like, what can we? Because what if it's that's your child or like you. you know like what can you. we do to be like? And I feel hey, I, I feel like everybody, every situation needs to be handled differently. Yeah. Like you have to look at who the person is, where they're coming from, their status and education, education, all yeah. that stuff. Now, Kodak Black. Some people have taken that approach too. I, I, and they're but trying let, at let least. Me, let me say this about Kodak Black. Many, many men have tried to be mentors to him or have, you know, be that guide guidance for him and have conversations. He's been around in the game a little bit now. Mm-hmm. He ain't new, he ain't no new booty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just saying he ain't. It's not like he just came out the hood and he he's had a little money for a few years now, maybe like four, right? Yeah, yeah something four like for that. Sure. I don't have no sympathy for this shit. It's like, no. it's like Lindsay Lohan, like Oprah. If Oprah can't help you, like that's <laughs> like because because <laughs> Master P. I know Master P. was trying to help. Uh, was trying to you know fuck with him. Like yo, let me you know. I don't I don't need nothing from you. I just want to be there for you and make you help you make better decisions and. He's been in and out of jail. So you know these people have tried to have conversations with him. He's just a little ignorant motherfucker who just needs hands put on him. Mm-hmm. Like, when I say, I don't want anybody to just, I'm not here for you to just, you know, be canceled and not be able to live your life and make money. I'm not with that. I ain't said that. I have not said kick him off nobody's label. Like, I'm more from street point, like, just get your hand, get some hands put on, you know, a little discipline ain't never hurt nobody. No, and what he said was extremely disrespectful. Yeah, I don't want you to lose no money. I don't want you to die. None of that shit. I just want you to get socked out real quick. That's it. I'm not that person who's... I, I'm never going to be that guy who's like, unless you're just a real evil piece of shit, then I'll be like, yo, we need to make more room on this earth. I do think this is <laughs> a teachable mean- <laughs> moment for him, though. Like, um, Of course, it's a teachable moment, but... Um, getting past his ego and everything else, I think it is hitting him where he's realizing it because everyone has, you know, pretty much told him about himself, and now he don't know where to go from that or how to like soften himself or humble himself to accept that type of information. I, I've yeah. seen him on interviews. He's not a dummy. Uh-huh. He's not like he's not the sharpest knife in the drawer, but he's not a dummy. Like he knows what's up. Mm-hmm. Like. 
you knew you was just talking some shit and you thought it was going to get a, you thought you were going to be able to get away with it. Right. No, 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 motherfucker. Like, and then somebody tried to say, but y'all missed the point where he missed where he was saying he was such an, he was inspired by, so what? No, that, that, you, you canceled that, it out. Yeah, you, you fucked know? up, bro. Right. All right, now we got these hands. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> all right, like, I don't have much else to say in, uh, I kind of want to just get to talking to the homegirl. What about you, D? Yes, to get to talking to the homegirl. Okay. All right, man. Yeah. Sada, so who are you? <laughs> Where are you from? <laughs> let's hear let's let's you know this background, man. I want to know. I love to I love you talking about your background, your mother, um, you know, the 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 love that your mother gave you and what she, you know, how she raised you and you know, talking about Atlanta and all yeah, I want to hear it all. Okay, so um I was born in Kenya, moved to the US at two years old. Um, with my mom by herself, which is an amazing feat. She didn't really speak English well, and she came with a two-year-old. Um, lived in Atlanta. We initially moved to Massachusetts, but I guess it was too cold and too white for her. <laughs> so <laughs> she went down right. south. Um, and then I grew up there and then moved to New York when I was straight out of college. I went to school in Boston. Um, and been living in New York for, this is my 10th year now. All right, I want to get back to Atlanta. Like, I want to get back to your mom. Okay, so you said Boston was too white, too cold. No, yeah, 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 Massachusetts. Massachusetts. I'm, yeah, I'm well, sorry, Massachusetts. Massachusetts, <laughs> my bad. Um, Atlanta. She found a home in Atlanta. She was okay with the home in Atlanta. What was it about Atlanta that she was like, okay, I can do this? First of all, the weather. You know, my mom came from Ethiopia and Kenya. Like, it's, she did not really deal well with snow. Um, and then also, you know, there was a community there. There was Ethiopian, Somali community. It's like a black city, you know? So it, there was more comfort. Her family was there. She had cousins. You know, when you move to a new country, you need a support system. Absolutely. Like, I mean, it's like everyone. If you and you said she didn't city, speak English? Yeah, she didn't really speak. Well, I speak six languages. And she, like, English That's is the last crazy. language for her to learn. And let me, t I want to speak to that because <laughs> us born... American-born people, we talk so much shit when someone does not speak English well. Exactly. And we talking shit to so many of these people that don't speak English well or are on, to our standards. Right. And these motherfuckers already know five other languages, mm -hmm. three other languages. And how many do you know? One. <laughs> but no, that's quite impressive when I hear people that know so many multiple languages and I can't even get English. <laughs> hey, D makes up English words weekly. <laughs> he makes up a new word, so that's the thing. Like, <laughs> for real, he forty-ish, you know. But uh, no, I just wanted to speak to that because it's it's really impressive, and um, we should applaud these people instead of like always oh, shitting on them. Like, who you motherfucker? Yeah, and you know, when I was growing up, I was kind of like embarrassed. Like, I wanted my mom. Hold it now. I wanted my mom to speak. <laughs> English, like everyone else spoke English. And I, you know, I, you want to assimilate when you're in another. And you're a child. Yeah, you're like, child. you don't want to be embarrassed. No. Like, being embarrassed is. And it takes a lot to be proud. Like, Especially to just. When you're be, like in middle school, high school, it's yeah. like, that's the worst. Time. You don't know what to be proud of. You're not sure. Especially when you've been called African booty scratcher. 
and like, like. It's crazy what kids would do. Literally, the Look. best things about you is what you would be teased about. Yeah. I remember we went to African like, my scratches. mom would give us, me and my friends, a ride to the mall where they had a movie theater, and that's where everyone would hang out. And she was like, the ride. <laughs> and this is before cell phones. So, like, I had to, we were like, we're going to meet out front at this time. But I made her meet me, like, down the street a little because she had, like, a, a Buick Sabre. <laughs> I don't even remember the name of the damn car, but it was just a big ass ugly car and um we were just having too much fun and i forgot to like go on a payphone and call her i was gonna be late or whatever she showed up in like her headscarf and her african like home outfit and smelling like food and yelling at me in somali and everybody's like that's your mama i remember being so embarrassed and now i look back and i'm like what the, why was I upset? Like, you know? Yeah, you now you, you start like, getting even more embarrassed because yeah. you're like, I was embarrassed by my mom that loved me. That was that worried? <laughs> yeah, I look, I funny shit. I've been there. My dad, man, I love my dad. But I used to get clowned because my dad is really light skinned. And my cousin used to call my dad white. Mm-hmm. He's like, man, your daddy white, bro. And the kids are like, man, is your dad white? I'm like, you know, all black, being an all black, my, all my schools up until eighth grade were all black. There was maybe like one kid. No, he wasn't even, I was like one Mexican kid, but no, he was Belizean. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> but no, it was like really black. And they used to like just talk shit. Like, man, I remember I punched this kid in the stomach so hard. I was like in the third grade. He's like, and you scream. Like, I'm black. He's like, he's like, he's like, is that your daddy? Man, he's white. Bow. Punch him right in the stomach. Because I had gotten right so stomach. much from my cousins. I was already hot. Like, and I used to think about like, man, my dad need to pull up in a room like somewhere else. So, I, so he ain't gotta, so I ain't gotta go through this. That's such and, a yeah, crazy it's, thing and, to be embarrassed and, about. And, think about it. Yeah, for sure. My dad would do anything for me. And he's not even. Not even white, but, <laughs> but um, yeah, and also <laughs> he used to drive his car. It was so ugly. It was a Volkswagen Rabbit. It was a white Volkswagen Rabbit, and uh, it was a, it was like a yeah, motherfucker. And uh, I remember like kids, she's like, man, your daddy car is ugly. <laughs> Buick car, I don't even know. And then she had a Geo Storm. Like I don't know, just like. <laughs> no, I, and the funniest thing is, funny thing is, my dad, my mom, definitely had more money than all my friends' parents. Mm-hmm. Like most of them, like ninety percent, especially at the school. So I'm, <laughs> like, it's just yeah. I threw a ball at one of the kids' heads. I used, that's one of the only things I would get in trouble for. Like they talk shit, I do something. They never talk shit again. Like, anytime one of them did it, I'm. Taking off like I'm throwing the ball at your head. Mm-hmm. They knew not to do it again. I think I uh. got. I think I got better at like comebacks. Like, you know, you get made fun of. You just become a little bit more witty. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I was. I didn't learn to be wittier until after like years of just being shitted shit on, on by my right. cousins. <laughs> my cousins were so good. Their jokes were so good. I couldn't yeah. come up with shit. They like, make great sparring partners though. No. That's how you know. Oh, today? Yeah. You can't say. <laughs> Did this motherfucker just ring the doorbell? <laughs> Ding dong. Did he just run the doorbell? This better not be Pussy Pup. It's Pussy Pup. Why would he ring the doorbell? <laughs> Hold on. Why'd you ring the doorbell? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> this is a disgrace. Hello. <laughs>
everybody. That's Pussy Pop ringing my doorbell. <laughs> he got goodies. What's that, orange juice? You got any donuts? Fat fuck. Yeah, substances. He's not even fat. He's actually smaller than me, and I'm always talking shit about him. Because he was so fit. Now he's just like, look at him. He didn't do nothing with his life. Goes to work. He No, I refuse to be nice to this kid. I told him he better get it together. He's great. Hey, you're on punishment. <laughs> I can't even imagine putting him on punishment. <laughs> I told him. I told him. I was like, man, look, yesterday I said, do the dishes and go to bed at 830. <laughs> he didn't listen. Anyway, moving on. So, um... Oh, what are we talking about? About getting teased and how yeah. our uh, lives is. You got through it, and then, <laughs> I mean, how did that? Like, okay, you went through a little bit of that, but you were, you were kind of, you were kind of one of the popular kids, right? I always got along with people. Like, I don't know how, but I never really had any problems with other people. I also just feel like, even if someone had a problem with me, someone bigger would stand up for me. <laughs> but I mean, that's that love, man. Yeah. So I don't, I don't think that I never really had any. Big issues with people. So what's up? And then you uh, went to school in Ma- in Boston. Boston. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you're like, I'm going back. No, so <laughs> I, lived, I lived in in mid through blah, 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 midway through high school. My mom moved me to Maine. Oh my God! Look, I think Maine is the whitest place <laughs> in is. North America it for is. sure. Yo, but okay. It's so there but it fish. was the most terrifying time of my life. I kind of <laughs> blocked it out. I had to talk with my therapist about it. I was just like, it was the most racist place that I've ever dealt with and I like I became an introvert and I became like all I did was like read books and get a job and go to work and come back and not talk how many how long were you there two years is that where you met um Kia yeah yeah and so she was my only friend there really like so it was just I mean I would work so hard and every summer ever every winter break every spring break I would go back to Atlanta um, and I just talked to my mom recently about it, about how depressed I was and like how angry I was and like the racism I dealt with. And she was like, I had no idea. I'm like, how did you not know? And she's like, you know, she was working. She was like yeah. surviving. So she didn't really, she was just like, you used to love school. Now you hate it. I used to skip school. I used to like not, my grades dropped. Like they tried to put me in ESL. I like, they had my transcript. I was like student council president, like A's and B's, and then they were like, "You have to take take this exam to prove that you speak English." Jeez. Yeah. So it was just kind of like a hard time. As soon as I graduated, I was like, "I'm out. Like, I don't ever want to look back." All right. Then you moved on. Yeah. Then I went to school in Boston. I studied economics. I don't know why I did that. That was awful. It's <laughs> 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 a bad decision, but you learn from those like mistakes when you're younger. Right. And then straight out, as soon as I graduated, I moved to New York. All right. Two bags at my aunt's house in the Bronx. Didn't know what I was going to do. And then how did it happen? How did, like, what was a Talk about living out there. Like, Oh, my God. It was, I was giving I know, that was flyers. a culture, was culture giving, shock. No, it wasn't. It wasn't? No, because, you know, Atlanta, when I was living in Atlanta, it was, like, where I grew up in Clarkston and Stowe Mountain is, like, considered one of the most diverse towns in America. There's a lot of immigrants, a lot of okay. refugees. So it's, like, I think I was kind of accustomed to, like, different types of people. But. Because there's so, like. Like out here in LA, basically in LA, my gro- growing up it was just black, Mexican. That's how I was my whole childhood. Mm-hmm. Black, Mexican. When I went out to New York, actually, shit, I saw more cultures when I went like to other parts of like the county though. Mm-hmm. It's like Long Beach is very diverse. I think it's the most diverse city in America, but it's different. 
Because when you go to New York, I'm telling you, when I saw black people speaking Spanish, it oh, me fucked too. my world up. <laughs> Wait, let me tell you. When I went to New York for the first time to visit my aunt, like when I was like nine or something, and I, we went to Har- Spanish Harlem, and uh-huh. I was like, I saw black people speaking Spanish. I was like, mommy, black people speak Spanish. She's like, yes, are you stupid? Like, she was just like, you did not know that. And I was like, no, like, Telemundo don't show that. Like, <laughs> no, nah, and that's so disrespectful because there's so many. Yeah. Like, it's like a huge population. Like, Dominican Republic is mostly black. Brazil. Is, and, 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 and also, like, Colombia. So, no. like, yes. Costa Rica yeah. has tons of black, and you don't even show them. No. But I guess it's the same thing that happens to us here? Yeah, it's the that colorism. We're for. Yeah, the, we're fighting for it. Uh, everybody's fighting for Spanish it. People, everybody's know? fighting for it. But anyway, moving on. Um, Oh, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it was hard. I didn't know anyone. I couldn't even get internships. And even if I did get an internship, it was like I had to figure out how. They don't pay. Those are for kids who, like, parents Got give money them money. And they, and, yeah, yeah. I know. And so, like, I was giving out flyers in Times Square. I worked at a toy store, hair salon, for many years. Like, <laughs> I had every job under the sun. And, like, the thing is, I was never, I always worked. I've worked since I was 16 years old. Like, I've never been a person to be like, oh, my God, what am I going to do? I'd be like, all right, I got to figure out something, you know, mm-hmm. hustling. Um, and So I, you were in a perfect place for that. Yeah, you have to. There's, like, opportunity everywhere. And it's just, like, you have to literally put yourself out there. Like, I think the thing that helped me, though, is I'm very social. So, like, I definitely feel like going out wasn't necessarily just only to just be like, ooh, I'm out. It's like, maybe you can meet someone. I mean, I'm, I'm at the point now that I'm like, all right, I don't, I don't need to do that anymore. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know? hey, everybody knows you already. Yeah. Yeah. You I'm know like, them all. I don't, want, I don't need to go outside. Um <laughs> But then, you know, everyday people kind of fell into my, like, not fell into my lap. It just happened organically where it just became a business out of nowhere. Like, it wasn't necessarily something that I thought bigger than what I, a one-time event. Can you explain what everyday people is? So, initially, it was just a brunch that I did with MoMA and Roble because I felt like, there wasn't a lot of places for us black people to network. And like, I also realized that there were places that people would go out and like they had, they were really racist. Like a lot of the clubs, like play, like, you know, you just, I didn't see us being like welcomed. Mm -hmm. And also everyone has diverse amount of friends. And I felt like people needed to meet other people out of their circle. And so it initially just was like maybe 150 people in a brunch. Roble curated the, the food. That's a really good first event. Yeah. And, and you know what's crazy? Up until like maybe last year, I always get scared that no one's going to show up. What? That's it is alert. so needed for the people. That's why they showed up because exactly what but you I, was doing I it do for. I understand what you're saying because, you know, we talk like we, everybody knows that I've thrown these parties at this house, these pool parties. And every time, even though this place gets packed out i'm sitting there like you know ain't nobody coming to this yeah shit. It, it's it's like an irrational <sighs> fear um especially like, for you now this shit is worldwide and we'll I get know. to how it's worldwide now but you know so after the first event it just clicked like yo we gotta keep doing this shit yeah it, then we decided to do another one and we were like people were still mingling after so we made it a, there was a, a place next door and we moved it next door to like after party and then it was like wait this is actually a party you so know? it started with a brunch it was like sit down music playing nobody was dancing and eating yeah. so just sit down eat yo i know that wait i saw a video of that like a long time ago. yeah it was very very chill initially um and then i remember like mo like the week after was like hey sada do you want to come pick up your check i was like what check he's like for the event i was like i'm getting paid for this 
Yeah. Yo, that's hilarious. <laughs> and so, like, I just, like, literally had no idea that there was, like, any money to be made of this. Like, I had no, I just did it for, like, literally the love of it. Um, and then it just kept getting bigger and bigger. And then we had to change locations because it was word of mouth. And at that time, I think we promoted on Tumblr and, like, Instagram. And this is when Instagram first came out. So it was, like, I don't even What year know, is this? 2012. Okay. So, wait, you've been doing this since 2012? Yeah. Damn, I feel like I kind of just heard about it in the last three years maybe yeah it's been a while damn i didn't know that yeah we're i mean for a party to last that long is like yeah because i i mean i think about you guys um so everyday people um dusa was dusa palooza that was henny palooza and there is another one that i can't think of right now grits and biscuits grits and biscuits yeah yeah well speak about that yeah yeah parties that are yeah. out there that we love and I feel like they're like we're like a community. I almost talk shit real quick, but I ain't gonna talk shit don't, about that. Don't please. <laughs> now why you here. Um but yeah. We good now. Let's try to take a fade, but it's cool. <laughs> anyway <laughs> Anyway, no, um so all right, we talked about so you you continued in in New York, right? Mm-hmm. How long before you decided, all right, this is getting really big, we can and wh- what did you do? Because when you grow, you have to make some changes. You mm-hmm. have to add some more people to it. Mm-hmm. You got to, you know, you can't do it all on your own. Exactly. Like, talk about that. Yeah, you got to, you have to ask for help. You know, everyone has their role. We definitely added more people to the team. Um, you got to change up the structure, you know, and then also like. You have to actually create a structure. You have to create a structure. Y'all was just like, yo, we just going to do this one thing. Yeah, you have to create a structure, you know, and then like. With popularity comes oversaturation and like people that you know necessarily, you gotta curate the crowd. Unfortunately, right. even though it's everyday people, of course you want everybody to be like welcome. But you still want to make sure it's true to what you started, exactly. why you started. And it. you know, the, to me, the most the m- most important thing is we want to create an environment where people feel comfortable, people can be themselves, people can like feel free. So we don't want anyone who's coming there who has like airs about them or pretentious or be like oh i'm better than this person or not then you're not welcome i'm sorry (laughs) look look i can see that because my first time going everybody was so free Mm -hmm. they were just like having a ball i was like damn this is this is crazy everybody's just in their own world and shit exactly that was dope so you grow you're moving when did you guys decide to say we got to take this shit on the road to be honest, I don't even remember. I think the first time was maybe L.A. I mean, no, D.C. Um, you know, you you get people from other cities that, like, you collaborate with mm-hmm. because you got to be involved in the, in the in their community. I think it's really unfair to just come into somebody's, like, turf and be like, yo, we here. No, you have to, like, involve the people who are from there. And, and sometimes like, they even invite you, like, yo, yeah, y'all should they, bring this yeah, shit that's on. that's exactly how we first got started, like, being invited and, you know, Coming to LA has been really awesome because I feel very welcomed here, um, and it almost feels like the beginning of like the first everyday people where we're bringing people from different parts of LA. Like my friend came, she's like, "I ain't never seen these people before," and I'm like, "Good, you're not supposed to." You like you're. Hey, no, because like, there's a lot of people who go to it and they're like, "Black people in LA, where y'all at?" Right, <laughs> yeah. that's how we feel. So, so, so you started in New York. You say you mentioned that you done it in DC, LA. Um, other places, New York, DC, LA, Chicago, North Carolina. Chicago? Yeah. Chicago? yeah, yeah, North Carolina, Miami, New Orleans. Have y'all have y'all touched the Bay yet? 
We are planning to this summer. We just locked in a location. That'd be dope because the Bay is perfect for that. Yeah, the we're Bay doing is... the Bay and Detroit. Those are our first. Oh, yeah. shit. So those yeah, I want to go to the Detroit one because I've never been to Detroit. Me neither. And I want to see. I mean, I don't know. I, I just know, know nobody. From I just know Detroit is hood. Every person I know who's from Detroit never went back. Oh, really? <laughs> Damn. Okay. They moved from Detroit and they're like, I ain't moving back there. Um, we, oh, we've done Birmingham, which was interesting. Yeah, talk about, <laughs> please talk about that, because I've, I've thought about these type of parties and when they hit places like a Birmingham or maybe like a Little Rock or like, talk about that. Well, I think for us, it's about connecting black people in every environment. Like someone was like, Birmingham. I was like, well, you don't think that they just want to have fun too? That's really unfair and kind of like, you know, divisive. Um, but I get where they're coming from because... And, you know, I would even be like, do you think they're going to take to it? Well, you know what? They definitely didn't dance to certain music. Like, I was like, no, why are you playing Afrobeat right now? Yeah, they not. <laughs> this was like two years ago, too. So it wasn't yeah, even yeah. like how Afrobeat is like mainstream now. It was like before. Okay, and that's, a th okay. So you pop in these different cities. Do you think about the fact that I'm in this city right now? I need to play some of their music. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Like you have to like because that's a huge problem I have with a lot of parties that come to LA and they don't play no and they don't music. like they don't do the research to find out what we love like our hits that like drive us. They cater to the crowd that moved here, and I mean make your money, do your thing, but it's really frustrating to me and it's disrespectful. Because you didn't do your homework to find out what we fuck with. No, yeah, you have to do it. Like, or at least like pull in, a, people, or at least pull in a DJ from LA or from Birmingham, to. or you know. We we have local DJs that um that perform at like each city. Like we don't just have our own in house. We have to have someone local because that's not fair. Like you have to include your community. Because that's one thing. Like I will say this about LA. We know that we have to do that when we go somewhere else. Like yo, we. If we're in New Orleans, what you think we're going to play some... We're going to play Bounce. We're going to play... Yeah, we're going to play some fucking... We're not playing... I'm not going to use him, but we're not going to play like hella YG. We're going to play a song or two for sure because we know you... It's, yeah, it's he's, he's a big name, but we got to fuck with what y'all fuck with. We have to fuck with what y'all like. The hits. The and we have to do the very regional shit that personally we probably wouldn't even realize. We got to talk to people like, yo, what songs make y'all go? Because y'all not listening to DJ Jubilee out here. Mm -hmm. Like, we not listen to DJ Jubilee. We don't even know who that is. But when you do your research, you find out, yo, you got to play this one song from DJ Jubilee. All right, cool. You get that. I want to ask another question because I know this year, um, I think I tried to register for it. Now, that's the question. That's the hot question. Because it usually goes, like, out of, uh, it usually sell out, like, immediately, right? Now you know me. Yeah. Now you know me. Now you got the plug. <laughs> Yeah, I hear that. Yeah, I got the plug. All right. But uh, yeah, so. When did you try to go? Um, Didn't they just have it last month or? Yeah, Why didn't you hit me up? <laughs> I didn't. I mean, I didn't think about it, but yeah. And hey, that's funny because all, like, because, uh, like, my cousin knows, I know Sada. Anybody knows I know Sada, they're like, they'll hit me up like, yo, are you going today? I'm like, dude, no, I'm probably not going today, but do you want to go? I'll hit her up. Yeah. yeah. You mean like just people getting tickets? Yeah, just so, the, so they can know, you know, because you have to do it immediately or it's no way to pre-register, is it? You can pre-register and then you can also buy at the door. Okay. So there are options. Oh, you, but at the door is usually sold out. Oh, really? Damn, I know that. 
Oh, no, I'm no, just, no, I'm no, asking, no, it's I'm not, asking. it's oh, not, no, okay. it's not, no, okay. no, you just got to jump in that line. Oh, okay, yeah. all right. Hey, stop chewing gum right now, bro. Can you hear it though? Yes. I'm trying to not be audible no. with it. No, spit that shit out. Look, I'm like the Breakfast Club right now. <laughs> spit that shit out. <laughs> hey, no, look, when you listen to this shit, <clears throat> especially when it's so like it's so quiet, <laughs> besides our voices, you'd be like, what is that, that fucking that? noise? <laughs> I almost choked on it. <laughs> Fucking hurt. <laughs> I did see that. Oh, man. So, I mean, this yeah, is huge. It is. And let's talk about how huge it really is because y'all have taken this shit international. And I'm so mad I didn't get to International? Damn. Yeah. Let's talk well, about some of the places y'all have gone to. Uh, Johannesburg, Cape Town, t- uh, Zanzibar, wow. Nairobi, uh, Barbados. Um, I think that. Did we- y'all do Brazil too? We're doing Brazil um, for 2020. Okay, I know you were y'all were trying to do it. Yeah, like, doing Brazil 2020 and Addis Ababa, Ethiopia in 2019. Oh, I know you're wow. high. Yeah. Okay, what was your favorite place that I've been to internationally? Yeah, doing this party. I haven't been. Um, I like Johannesburg. Johannesburg was fun. Um, I di- I didn't go to the Nairobi one, but I you know South Africa was a lot of fun. Barbados was a lot of fun. It's interesting, you know, to go to, because they don't know us. They don't like who the hell are these black people. Like, they don't, yeah. it's not like we're like popular there. Yeah, yeah. But um, it's just fun to like, especially people who have not traveled to those countries and be like, oh shit, everyday people is there. Let me go there because it's kind of like, at least we, you know, that you're going to be with people that like can help you navigate that country. Because some t- sometimes people, when they want to go to a new place, they're like, I don't, I don't know anybody there. And they can get a little nervous traveling. Yeah. So yeah. maybe it's like, you know, they came. We did Colombia too. I forgot about. Oh that. shit! How was that? I wasn't there, but uh, oh. I, was <laughs> I can't oh. go to all the places. I know, but damn. <laughs> See, I gotta make sure. Like, I don't want to go to one internationally. You not there? That I ain't. That I'm ain't going go. to be in the Brazil, the Brazil one. All right, I'm gonna make plans. I don't know if I was supposed to announce this, by the way. So, <laughs> oh well. You got the you got the new I the new the exclusive. The exclusive. exclusive. That's what's up. <laughs> Man, dude, that sounds that's so exciting, dude. I'm. Yo, I'm going to that one. I'm a when, as soon as y'all as soon as you figure out like some dates, mm-hmm. I need to get that ticket ASAP. No, Brazil's awesome. I've been before. I really love it. I've never been, man. I think I want to go before so I can like just navigate. You should. You absolutely should. Um, yeah, I want to go. I want to go. My gr- my godmother, she goes all the time. She's always in. Um, damn, what's the shit? Rio, uh, Bahia. Yeah. Bahia. Bahia, yeah, she loves it. She loves it's it. It's crazy when I went to Bahia, I like they, it was their Black History Month. That's what she. That's oh, one wow. thing she points yeah. out to me. She's like Bahia is like they really are in tune more than uh, uh, more than some of the other places with their African, African roots. Yeah, African yeah. roots. Yeah. And it was like interesting to see people who like literally like even style wise look like Brooklyn or like mm-hmm. L.A. and they'd open their mouth and they're like speaking Portuguese. I'm like, damn, you look like. <laughs> You look like Latoya, that like you know, like, <laughs> <laughs> and it's like you know, it's like kind of messing with my head. <laughs> Man, that's crazy. Okay, I got a question. So, what, what do you guys do? What is it that you guys focus on? What tools do you guys use to grow, like to continue to not stay stagnant, to to get this thing moving forward, progressing? I mean, like, what I do know, you focus just... on? Like what? What are some of the things that you, you can tell the people? You have to focus on culture. You have to focus on the people. You have to focus on also the youth. You know, that's what's a driving force mm-hmm. as well. You can't forget about them. You have to focus on just being current. You know, you can't 
stay stagnant and then also just being innovative and like you know right now for our every event we partner up with the nonprofit so that we donate a portion of our pro, uh, our profit to their proceeds uh, whatever you know what I mean mm-hmm. um, and to me that is like also being more part of the community mm-hmm. um, for like today we're connecting with Treehouse LA which is a yoga studio that's for part of the community in Inglewood and it's like all free and they like literally like canvas the streets to get people to come because somebody just sent me something from treehouse it, LA. and you know right now i'm um huh tree south la sorry <laughs> tree south, tree LA. south okay. la oh okay um um but they're really great and especially like during this time i think people really need healing and mm-hmm. in, in the community and if they can like go and check it out they do meditation and yoga in spanish and in english too oh wow yeah so and they have, like, if you want to bring your baby, they, they're like... No, no, get it's... the fuck out of here. I'm not going to that shit. No, no! <laughs> <laughs> no, look, yeah, my homegirl just sent me that. It's from Tree South LA. Yeah. It was a sign that said, y'all better ride for me, Nipsey Hussle. And see, they're wow. doing community breath. Like, they, like, really, you know, I think it's that's... important that we have those spaces, too. Yeah, that's dope, man. So y'all using these tools to, I guess, become grander. But what is your vision for... Uh, everyday people do you, how, like what do you see I feel like it's getting bigger and it's kind of surprising you where it is and yeah. so now it's like how do you even does it bigger? even surprise you anymore no it does I'm like what? I don't know what I'm doing <laughs> like I like I don't know <laughs> I to be honest I try and think about the future but I can't I'm so present that yeah. like I can't really think about what's next and the funny thing is you are thinking about what's next because of you guys being innovative you know, you know, the communication, I can tell that you guys, like, if you have an idea, you go with it or you talk about it and you say, okay, we can go with this. Let's move forward. Mm-hmm. Because if you weren't thinking future, then you wouldn't even do that. You just keep doing the same thing. Over right. And over. Y- y'all you not guys scared aren't. of failing. You guys you know? are able to push forward. Like, yo, let's try this place. Yeah. Let's try that place. Let's see if it works here. Oh, it didn't work here. So what? Let's try this. Right. Let's mix it up and try this over there. Like, that's how you got to do it. And mm-hmm. you're doing it. So even though you're not thinking like ultimate goal, like this is how I want it to be, but you are thinking futuristic yeah. for sure. You are thinking in progressive thought. And I don't think you have to when you, you know, mentioned how this kind of not fell into your lap, but this found you. And so it's just organically developing. And that that's what I feel like your life is. It's yeah. a bunch of organic shit. Oh, I'm so go with the flow. Like I have never been a checklist person. Like mm. it's really hard for me to be like, the only thing now that I like want to be checklist with is like, you know, taxes and like <laughs> grown <laughs> like, up shit. Grown up shit. <laughs> but like when it comes to like creativity and like what I would see myself doing, it's really hard for me to force things. Like every time I force something, right. it does not work. Creativity cannot be forced. No. Should, uh, yeah. I'll take that as a life lesson, y'all. It shouldn't be that hard. Okay. <laughs> no. So Sada, what do you have going on outside outside of everyday people? Because I know I see you doing all kind of shit. You you know that's it, it, not at the parties. Yeah. What's popping? Well, I have another event called Brothers and Sisters. Um, it's a open forum discussion with a moderator, and we talk about different topics. Like, we have one coming up Monday for Earth Day. Um, we've had topics from relationships to technology, and I think that's something that I can want to continue to focus on and want to also bring to L.A. as well. Um, that literally speaks to me because I think sometimes we get really caught up on Internet conversations, and I'd like 
having conversations in real life because it's like, all right, you really say that? You don't have no Twitter fingers now. Like, mm-hmm. can you back, yeah, yeah, and yeah. like, you're spewing rhetoric. Like, can you really, back, yeah. can you really back up why you believe that? And like, are you just saying it because it's just like what everyone else wants you to say? Like, you know, mm, put them on blast. It's not even on blast. I just want no, people but to you, think. But you have, but that's what I mean. Skills. But when I say that, I'm saying if you're gonna say it. Say it with your chest. <laughs> exactly, because when you say it with your chest, you're saying it with facts. You're backing up your statements, and you truly believe it in just talking shit. Mm-hmm. So put them on blast. Let's see what you really, how you really feel. Or are you just going to fucking fold up when you, when you got some pressure on you? Well, you know, I was just saying that I've seen it. <laughs> yeah. I've seen it a million times. You know, well, I, I didn't mean it that way. I was... You know, it was just, no, it wasn't shit. You said what you said. Here goes your goddamn comment, motherfucker. (laughs) And I quote. That's why I'd rather tell people I don't know. And there's nothing wrong with that. Like, I tell people all the time, like, uh, that ain't my, you know, shit. I I don't know enough about it to have have an opinion on it. I say it all the time. You know what, y'all? All I know is this. I haven't read up enough about it. I will. I'll do some research. Come back to you. Mm-hmm. I may not do that research, but <laughs> I'm not gonna come back to you without it. Uh-huh. Yeah, right. exactly. But that's. I mean, that's so easy to say. Like, hmm, yeah, I don't know. But so many people jump into shit they don't know. I'm like, shut the fuck up. You don't know shit about this. It's like a soapbox. Everyone like, wants to have an opinion. Man, everybody loves opinions about black people's shit. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, shut the fuck Like, no, I don't care if your fucking best friend is Aisha. Aisha don't even know everything. I don't know everything. Like, how are you going to take that information and that's, well, I grew up here. So what? You don't get it that your household and where you grew up and all that shit matters. Like, what your mama did. When the TV was, when it, when all the lights were on, what she said then, you didn't hear that conversation. Like, you didn't hear her talking about how high this bill's going to be because mm-hmm. you got all this shit on, turn this shit off. But see, yet you have such an opinion on how I'm supposed to be living my life, you know? That's what I'm saying. Like, it's just, you know, all right, I went on that tangent. It's okay. <laughs> but yeah, that's, um, I'm still trying to figure out what I want to do. You know, I like think people. That's what's up, while she's doing. Though. While, while yeah. she's doing, right. <laughs> I like, feel like there are so many other things I want to explore. I know. I I see it in you. There's you, I like, was like I was thinking about going to carpentry school. <laughs> no. I don't know. I don't know why. You no, know, that's what Joe do though. Really? He made this desk as a matter of fact. Oh, this wow. is a table. A table, sorry. <laughs> With a drink dispenser thing in the middle that oh, comes wow. out. It's a little uneven, but it's good enough. This motherfucker, you did not have to point that out <laughs> on the fucking podcast. Yeah, this cool. is but this is my first table, so And the bench is I hate I hate it. Oh, wow. I mean, I don't hate it. It's, it's just... Well, it looks well made. I don't hate it. It's just, you know, it was my first shit. And it's not good. Hit up Joe if you need beds made or carpentry things made. He made don't promote that, that enough. Like, wow. Look at that. Table. Look at that. Yeah, you know, I yeah. feel like there's so many things that you can do, and I don't want to limit myself to just, like, one thing. And Absolutely like, not. And I think last year was, like, the first time that I've kind of, like, embraced being creative. I think for a long time I didn't think I was. Um, and so I'm just trying to navigate that and figure out what I really enjoy doing. And I was just listening to the homegirls, spiritual homegirls podcast. And she was like, quit trying to label us. Like, you know, we're, we're not in, we are not stuck in a box. We can mm-hmm. do anything. Mm-hmm. She's talking about Nipsey Hussle. She's like, he wasn't just a rapper. You know, he was doing so much more. He had no limits to all the things he wanted to touch. Mm-hmm. He was, he just wanted to grow. He's like, yo, I can do that too. I want to, I'm going to do it. So yeah, we all can do all these things. Fuck the standards of them. Fuck the the metric of how it's supposed to be done. Oh, just do it. I can't, my ultimate goal maybe is being a venture capitalist and just funding projects. 
Dude, yeah. But then you on your way to that. That's this is literally a step to being that type of consultant. I you think know, it would be fun to just like see people's projects. Yeah, just money. you know, just need the money to do it. Yeah, y'all holler at me if y'all got some money. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So what is you know we know what you want to do. We know things that you possibly want to do. But what's important to you and what fires you up? I say this because I've seen you so fiery about some issues that we've talked about. Yeah, um, there's so much that fires me up. I think. <sighs> I know you love your people. I that's what exactly. I really do love community, and you know, for a while, I think I kind of lost sight of that. What that means, and I think that's why the Nipsey death really affected me because I think I was just like kind of wrapped up in the go 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 and social media and this and like really thinking about community, especially like. I was ha like I got I was going through like a kind of a dark time like a couple weeks ago and realizing like in those moments that's when you need your community that's when you can call a friend and be like hey like I'm having a hard time hey can you please just like hold me accountable through going to work out hey like you know do you want to cook some food together cuz I'm just like not you know I think that we have to realize that we do have our communities and we need to like help each other and so mm -hmm. that makes me, like, that kind of drives me. And you have to say, I need help. I need help. help. And I yeah. think that was the toughest part for me is feeling like I'm I'm, a, I'm an only child. You know, I've been there from my mom and, like, I work for myself. So I always feel like I have to hold it together. It's, like, almost like a glass container. It's like, oh, shit, let me hold this. <laughs> like, shit coming out the sides and, like, finally asking for help and being like, hey, I need help. I feel a little overwhelmed. Can you, like, help me do this? Or, you know? I, I have to. I'm, it's so crazy that we're saying this because my homegirl this morning at 8.54, she texted me, my homegirl, Erlinda, who listens to the podcast. She's been listening for since the beginning. She said, I love you. I hope for, I hope for you that one day you can be vulnerable to let your homeboys, let your boys know you need them. Because... Um, I was talking about, um, you know, when Nipsey passed on Sunday and I didn't tell like Big Cheese, I didn't tell him that I needed him to come by and be with me and talk to me. You know, I needed to be with the homie. I mean, he knew, he knew. We knew that we needed each other, but I wasn't, I couldn't just text like, yo, come through, bro. We got, I need, I need you over here, man. I was like beating around the bush. He's like, yo, she's like, you know, I want you to be vulnerable enough to say, yo, I need you. And I told her, like, yo, we're, I'm getting there. I'm getting there where we can be more open about, you know, because we do talk, tell each other how much we love, love each other and, you know, we care about each other. But to say, like, yo, bro, I need you emotionally. Mm -hmm. You know, that's a big deal for me. Like, because I'll tell my I need your help, man. I need to pick some shit up. I, mm -hmm. I, She's is not the right person to call for this. <laughs> but I still tell him anyway, like, I need you over here. Like, to do what? I'm like, hmm. To watch yeah. me pick the I got, shit up. I got to <laughs> lie to him to get him over here. But anyway, just, you know, emotionally say, I, I need you, bro. I, I really need a conversation. I really need, you know, to, to discuss some things and, you know, just be an ear for me. Like, that's, like, just to talk, just to say it. You know, if it's emotionally, if it's physically, just say it. Just, you know, embrace your community and mm -hmm. tell them, like, we are community for a reason, yeah, not just for the word. Exactly. <laughs> and and vulnerability is important. And I'm I'm the same way. I'm learning. I thought I was I thought I was like an open book. And then Me I realized, too. oh, no, I'm not. <laughs> I don't want people to think I'm weak. I don't want people to think that I'm needy. 
Yeah. And and that's not fair because like, these, these are people who truly love you. And you I know I would do the same for them. So, yeah, yeah we have to. Absolutely. And that's the thing that, like, we picked our friends. Mm-hmm. Why do we think they're so much different than we are? Mm-hmm. We picked them for a reason. That's a good point. We're like, <laughs> I'm like, I mean, I know I would do it. So why don't I believe the people that I've chosen to be close to me and be in my circle would do mm-hmm. the same thing? Yeah. We should expect more. I know we held them to ready. our standards. Yeah, know? they're ready to do more. Yeah. Oh, man. Yo, shit. I think that's it. I mean, when we put this out, nobody's going to, we can't say like, oh, the party's today. Everybody come through. This is not live. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> Well, the next one is May 5th. May 5th? May 5th? Oh, yeah, we need to know that. Okay, so next one is May 5th. May 5th, uh, where? Maybe you should host. Huh? Where? LA. Oh, there's oh, there's a May 5th. Okay, May 5th in LA. Oh, shit, yeah, I'll be out here. Because my mom's party is May 4th. Oh, dang, you travel so much, yo. Yeah, that's another thing. That's <laughs> yeah, you travel a lot. Yeah, it kind of kind of sometimes like throws me off equilibrium with my routine. Yeah. But I'm trying to like figure out ways to like stay grounded even while I'm traveling, like exercising. Do you meditate? I have, and I, I've, it's like I'm on and off. I'm trying to stay consistent. To me, the, the hardest thing is consistency. Absolutely. I, I always push for meditation, and I'm not consistent with it. Try calm. It's really good. And it yeah. talks about your progress and how often you do it. Yeah. And I like the lady's voice. Okay. Kind of cool. What's calm again? Calm is a, um, it's an app, a meditation app. You have calm, you have, calm, you have a Headspace. A lot of people love Headspace. I don't like Headspace because I don't like the guy's voice. <laughs> like I don't like his accent. So that's like that just means a lot. If they're gonna talk to you. Like Maybe why you? I should do a, a meditation, record one. <laughs> no, thank you. I do not want to hear your voice. <laughs> Please count back down from ten, nine. <laughs> oh my god! I'm trying to catch it. Like what the fuck? Like, you know how I got into meditation? Um, uh, Russell Simmons, his oh, book, okay. Success Through Stillness. Oh, yeah. But I was like, please don't be the one reading this book to me. Because it was He's an audio book. It was an audio book. I was like, please don't be reading this book. I do not want to hear your voice. Oh, my God. I can't even see him. I can't even see him. No, do not. I was about to say, do not try to do his voice. Oh, my God. Hi, I'm Russell Simmons. <laughs> I'm happy somebody attempted oh it. Oh my god, yo, man! All right, so side. I'm about to see you in a few weeks. Yes, in Brooklyn. Yes. About to have, some have such a good time, oh, man. I'm telling you, it's she's the best, yo. Look, I left that weekend. I was like, yo, that girl's the shit. She, that we don't know each other like Thank that. Thank you. You're so sweet. You're making me. I like, was hanging out at the crib and shit with her friends. I don't like her friends are cool as shit. One of them was hella weird, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but he was, he, eventually, he broke out of how weird he was because I wouldn't let him. I tried my best not to allow him to be the weirdo that he was trying to be. It seems so fake. Anyway, he's probably. A good oh, guy. I know which one you talking about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that nigga is weird. <laughs> Look, I know weird when I see weird, and it seems so extra. I was like, oh, and then yeah. you can see I would say certain you shit. You know what? We didn't really invite him. He just kind of came along. <laughs> Look, and it was funny because I'm like saying certain shit to like try to get like uh, like a rise out of him, see if he'll like react. And he, one time he was trying to laugh, he was trying not to laugh, and he gave a little smirk laugh. I was like, man, this motherfucker really won't laugh at this shit. He's really trying to hold on to this. But you know, New York will be fun. 
Absolutely. I I love it. Even though Fort Green is done. Yeah, no, no. It's, done. it's over. Oh. It's alright though. Oh. Good times were had there. Anyway, uh, yeah, man, that's the podcast. Anything you want to say, D? I just want to say thank you, Asada, for coming on. It's, it's quite a pleasure, and um, thank you for bringing everyday people to us. I mean, that's a win for the culture for sure. You know. Thank you for having us. Thank you for having us. LA is a special place. Yeah, man. And we are out. Bye. Bye. <laughs>